This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. And it is Tuesday, July 20th, and this is your daily financial news. Real quick update. I haven't heard of a deal closing in the last 48 hours, so I haven't been able to send out any cards. Let me remind you that this is a big part of my next 11 months, maybe 10 and a half months. I'm looking to see... 500 transactions credited uh, because of one rental at a time. Subscriber, author, or read the book, student of mine, doesn't matter. If one rental at a time helps you and you close an investment property, I want to hear from you and send you one of these cards. Uh, Again, 48 hours, haven't heard from anyone, so getting a little bit nervous. Uh, If you watched my goals update from Sunday, uh, I highlighted that we were on a... uh, on a trend that I was not fond of. So uh, let's let's see what's going on and let me know how I could help what you'd like us to talk about. So when I look at the daily financial news from today, I think we're going to start with housing starts. As we talked about on Sunday and we looked ahead, there were really two things we were going to look at. First, earnings, which we will go over a bunch of them in a minute. But the second, what is, what is going on with housing? And what we can see for June, which was was just reported, right, July, so the report for June. Housing starts were up. They were up 6.3%, mainly in the West, uh, to a annualized number of 1.64. So builders are getting back to work, although you do need to be careful with these numbers because something I learned last month is if they simply pour the foundation... That's called a housing start, and that was a big deal in May. I did not see it highlighted in June, but again, once you once you catch me, I am going to want to look at that. Lumber is down. Last time I saw it, lumber was down about 70% from the peak, uh, but still up over 100% uh, from what they are, you know, the historical trend, if you will, but not 300% anymore. Uh, builders are highlighting two things. One is shortage of buildable lots. Shortage of buildable lots. That is a big deal because getting land permitted and subdivided and infrastructure put in place is not cheap nor fast. So cities, states, you want some more affordable housing, work on your permitting process, your permitting speed, and your permitting cost. One of the reasons in California we do not have affordable housing is it costs $100,000 to $150,000 per buildable lot just to get it going. So guess what? That's You don't start at zero as a builder. You start at something significantly higher. Uh, on the building front, an indicator of future, I don't know, indicator of future interest or whatnot by builders, permits. Permits fell. Again, uh, what we are talking about in this channel is a housing slowdown. And if builders see it, right, they talked about uh, builders, what was that, on Monday, I guess? 
Uh, builders saw traffic fall six points. Builders are very conservative. Lots of builders, lots of builders got crushed in the last cycle. So they're being far more conservative, not building on spec where they used to do 100 houses or more at a time. They are now doing 10. Uh, so again, when they see consumers or people visiting their model homes drop, uh, they are going to slow down. So permits fell 5.1%. So I don't know, kind of a, I don't know, doesn't give me, it, it, we're not going to have the inventory we need to meet the demand. I think that's what I take from these numbers. Uh, I did get a couple of notes from folks uh, talking about Bitcoin. I haven't talked about Bitcoin in a while. If you are a I don't know, a long-term member of this channel, you know, probably last October or November, I made the strategic decision to put 1% of my net worth in crypto, basically Bitcoin and Ethereum. And, uh, you know, the run was fun while it lasted. And now a couple of people are coming out hoping that I'm in pain. Some of y'all are mean. Some of you want to see people in pain. Uh, sorry to disappoint you. Uh, as I told you in November, it is an insurance policy for me. Uh, it is something I was comfortable with. I would buy it and never look at it. In fact, not never. I would rarely look at it. Uh, I've, in fact, I just looked at it today. You're right. Bitcoin's under $30,000. I don't care. Uh, truth be told, I bought it for an average of 19. So I'm okay. Uh, but again, folks, an insurance policy is an insurance policy. Uh, probably 15 years ago, my insurance policy was silver and gold. Uh, I held on to those for, I don't know, a decade, maybe 12, year, 12 years uh, before I finally sold all of it and bought some houses. I bought, I sold, I sold, I remember selling all of my silver one day uh, and buying a house with it. So um, it's okay. It's an insurance policy. I am not a trader. Um, I did see that a lot of people are buying puts, which mean they think it's going down at the 20,000 level. Hey, if it goes down, it goes down. Don't care. Um, it's an insurance policy on purpose. So there you go. Sorry to disappoint you, but I am not in pain. Uh, another thing I saw is the cost of college. So um, one of the things I was very happy about is we were able to send Teresa to college without any student debt. Uh, that was a big deal uh, as I paid for and took out student loans to get my degree or degrees. Um, but it looks like the average in-state tuition now is 26, roughly 26 grand a year. In private school, out-of-state, 50. 50 grand a year. Man, that is nuts. Uh, all I can think about is, thank God for real estate. One of the things I've talked to lots of people about is, hey, if you have a couple of kids, you know, they're kindergarten, first grade, or below, get a rental property, hold it until they graduate, and... When they graduate, you have their college tuition, you know, either that you can give them the house, you can borrow against it, you can sell, whatever it is. But yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it, I remember sending in that last tuition payment and making sure that uh, she left school without uh, any debt. That was a, that was a big deal. Um, another thing that we're seeing is now everyone is talking about the peak everything idea. This is something we've been talking about on this channel, although I didn't name it that. I think that is a great name, Peak Everything. We've obviously talked about the housing slowdown, and we will continue to because it is unraveling right now. But the reality is we could have seen the peak. 
right? We could have seen the peak of growth. We could have seen the peak of this, the peak of that. And now we are not going to crash, but uh, it is going to slow down, right? We will go from 8% GDP growth to four, to three, to two. It's just where we are. Um, another thing coming is it's pretty clear that there's a lot of work going on with what will ultimately be at least, at least $4 trillion in more spending. You can call it infrastructure if you would like, uh, whether it's physical or human infrastructure. The only thing I could think of is how can't this cause more inflation? And oh, by the way, you know, inflation is already running hot. We got Janet Yellen telling us it'll stick around all year. And then we have the powers that be in the federal government saying not here. So I don't know how another, yes, another $4 trillion doesn't at least extend inflation, if not increase it. That's a lot of money. Although with all the spending we're doing, maybe it's not that much. I don't know. No, it's a lot of money. It's just a lot of money. So again, the whole story is don't worry. It's not inflationary because we will be more productive. Yeah, that's keep, keep telling yourself that. All right, now on to the earnings front. We had a lot of earnings come out this week. And again, remember what I said on Sunday, I'm looking for signs of inflation and signs of optimism or fear in the second half. I really don't care about Q2. I'm looking forward. So I got a bunch of them, like five, six, six earnings we will talk about. Travelers, it's an insurance company. If you don't know, uh, they beat top and bottom. They have pricing power. Read inflation. Uh, they have raised premiums. So again, travelers beat top and bottom, and they are telling you they have pricing power, which you as a consumer should read as inflation. IBM, kind of that big, big blue, if you will, kind of that old curmudgeon of a tech technology company, but they beat top and bottom and had the strongest revenue growth in three years. When I look at IBM, it's not so much the technology stalwart of, of the valley. I look at them for rest of world. Uh, my experience competing against IBM back in the day is their IBM Global Services, their cloud solutions are pretty well respected rest of world. Uh, if not respected in the U.S. as much. Uh, so, but their brand, IBM, the brand, means something rest of the world. Uh, so I'm going to guess that that's where a lot of their success has been. PPG, uh, don't even know who they were. I had to look it up. Uh, they basically make paint and coating makers. Uh, so it was interesting. The reason I looked it up is because they missed. A lot of the earnings I've been bringing you have been beat and raised, beat and raised. Here we have one that missed earnings. Interesting, right? Go scratch that a little bit. So what do they do? They make paint. Huh. What uses a lot of paint? Housing. Maybe the remodel boom that has been going on in Home Depot and Lowe's is falling back. Maybe the flipping and all these other transactions. Maybe housing is slowing down. See, you got to look for the look for the little little tidbits everywhere you go. The other thing that PPG said is they have suffered higher input costs. I guess however you make paint costs more. Uh, and they warned, they warned that input costs are still rising. Not good. Not good. Not good. Zion's Bank Corp beat and raised. And lo and behold, I told you this was coming a year ago. You know how they raised, 
or they beat, I'm sorry, you know how they beat? Well, they reversed those loan loss reserves. I told you these banks were over-reserving and that they would simply flip it over when we started to come out of this and look like geniuses. Zions went a step further and said future losses will be significantly below previous expectations. For all of you still clamoring and hoping for pain and price drops from foreclosures and short sales, you are living in la-la land. It's not going to happen. Any, any units coming on the market will be a drop in the bucket a year from now. It won't mean a thing. Uh, but yeah, low, significantly below previous expectations. J.B. Hunt Transport, uh, as the name indicates, they are a shipping uh, and freight company. Uh, it was interesting to see that they beat top and bottom, uh, but but they uh, they indicated that freight demand, freight demand, so like shipping trucks, up across all segments. Sounds like we're still shopping, or businesses are restocking, right? Freight. You know, it could be restocking or consumers purchasing. Next up, Crown Holdings. Again, didn't know what they did, so I had to look it up. They beat top and bottom. It turns out they are a packaging products company. They make the boxes that stuff gets shipped in. Uh, it looks like they called out strong demand for the beverage segment. I think Coke reports later this week. I think it's tomorrow. Might be Thursday. So I'm going to guess that Coke blows it out. We got Pepsi last week, uh, but if Crown Holdings is calling out package, what do they call it? The beverage segment? I'm going to guess Coca-Cola is a big part of the beverage segment. Wouldn't you? That's what I think. So that's what I got for the earnings. couple more quick things. It looks like the COVID recession was a whopping two months. Now, when you talk about recessions, you got to be very careful because people change the definition um, I actually believe at least one of the definitions I look at, we are still in it. Although I think we're, in, I think Q2, we are officially out of it. So we would be, have been in it for 15 months. I will explain my opinion in a moment, but here's the deal. What is a recession defined by the Bureau of Economic Research? Again, you have to watch these things and not get all, you just got to be careful. So their definition in this article is, Hey, you take the month of the peak which for them would have been February, right? February of 2020. Remember, the Economic Bureau of Research is always late. Like it's July, and they're talking about last year. So the peak was February. We shut down the economy. It goes all the way down to the bottom in April. So uh, February, March, April, they call that two months. And then after April, we started growing again. So their definition is we started growing from the bottom, right? Peak, trough, growth. That is their definition. That's not my definition. My definition is the peak, you have a recession, and you could only say you are back when you are past the previous peak, right? I don't give a rat's ass if you're growing off of a horrible lower bottom. We shut the economy down. No, duh, you can grow from that. So I suspect Q2... GDP will be above Q4 GDP. And if that's the case, that will be my definition of the end of the recession. So I think it probably lasted 14, 15 months. But again, uh, I think it's fair to say 
by either definition, we've put the worst of this behind us. Uh, so that will be interesting. Uh, today, we're going to have two of our experts, and I actually created some topics ahead of time. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, we're going to talk about Airbnb. We're going to talk about yeah, but properties with Omar, maybe some flipping. With Matt, the lumberjack landlord, we're going to talk about what we would do if, if a forty percent crash was on the horizon. We're going to talk about his college or even high school is worth it. You got to remember, uh, Matt did not graduate high school. Uh, and we're going to talk about what do you want to do if you want to change your life. So lots of things we're going to talk about today. Who knows? We may change those topics, but lots of great original content coming. Make sure you subscribe, like, leave comments. I'd love to hear from you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, everyone. Bye.